0: Welcome to the great conversation where ideas matter, ideas shape markets, ideas can change the world. Uh, we have today someone I met at the Protective Intelligence Summit hosted by Antic about three months ago, and just a vibrant, uh, vivacious, intelligent um, uh, a woman who gave me some perspective here, not only in the conversations we had uh, on the main floor, but also in a uh, breakout session we did around the chief legal officer. And we both, of course, viewed um, an interesting vision Coming from Antec's uh, chief product officer regarding the future of the interstate highway as it applies to security, and we can get into that in a second if we decide. But basically, I wanted to catch up with Debbie Maples because um, she always has a perspective uh, that I believe will uh, we all can learn from. So, Debbie Maples, vice president of security operations protective services and corporate investigations for Salesforce welcome to the great thank
1: conference. you so much thank you for having me
0: absolutely absolutely so we're both at home i've got uh, a little baseball hat on and uh, we're very comfortable uh, debbie's cramming me in between meetings though so i'm going to get her off off the off the conversation here in 20 or 30 minutes but i get to enjoy you in that in that short amount of time De- debbie I haven't talked to you for three months. Tell me, tell me what you've been up to. What's front of mind right now?
1: You know, protecting people, um, and leading safety as a competitive advantage within Salesforce is top of mind. And when we think about all that is happening in the world, my, my role is global, protecting people and keeping them safe. That is the most important thing. And, leading that effort by leveraging Intel is just absolutely like the most important thing to do. Um, It's the most important thing to uh, make decisions um, with is understanding the landscape, understanding the changing landscape. We're dealing with a war, we're dealing with extreme violence, Um, you know, the active shooter, the mass shootings that have been happening. If we're just thinking about the last several weeks, Ron, um, you know, how do we keep people safe? How do we educate them? How do we support women um, in the midst of a um, Supreme Court decision that's about to really challenge um, the world that we have lived in for many decades with choice and um, personal choices being um, front and center you know how do we make people feel secure? how do we help them to feel safe and supported um, is really top of mind that is that is consuming right now um, it's consuming me it's consuming our organization it's keeping us on our toes it's challenging. Our time in terms of how do we how do we tackle a pandemic, a war, an American problem, violence as a global issue. Um, you know, guns are an American problem. Violence is an American um, you know problem, but it's also a worldwide problem. How do we tackle all these things? And really, you know, looking to um, a number of voices within our workforce, within our organization is how we best do it. And that's, you know, that's top of mind. There, there's a lot to unpack there. You could go down any one of those roads oh, and you would, you would, you know, we could talk all day, right?
0: Well, you know, and one of the things I love to do the way my mind works, Debbie, as you were talking, I'm writing notes furiously, you can see me. And um, the first thing I pulled out immediately is you led like, many global security leaders, you led with protecting people, right? Main job, protecting people and assets. Got it. But right after that, you said, and leading them for competitive advantage. Tell me about that.
1: What do you mean by that? I think that when we um, realize that who we work for is a choice. And so retaining our people, attracting people, attracting the most talented people to our organization that is a world leader in in this tech space, right? Like we believe that we are the, you know, the the leading organization for um, CRM. And if we are not at the top of our game and treating safety, the priority of safety as a competitive advantage, um, we lose. We lose. We don't want to be number three or number four or number five. We want to be number one in this space. We want to be able to lead. We don't want to be following. Um, and that's that's not, that's not the MO of Salesforce. We lead. We, we break through. we, um, we think ahead. We this week I had a conversation with a number of my um, colleagues, and it was about future forecasting. What should we be thinking about um, as Salesforce leaders? So, you know, it being a comp- safety being a competitive advantage, Intel being a competitive advantage helps us to be better, do better, serve better, support better. Um, and those are all things that are, you know, they're, they're, they're our priority. When we talk about our priorities as an organization, trust is a priority. Innovation is a priority. Customer success is a priority. Equality is a priority. Sustainability is a priority. But number one is trust. If people don't trust us to keep them safe, to serve them, to support them, We can't be number one.
0: Yeah, it's so interesting. I think I may have said this to you at the conference. Uh, What I learned a a long time ago, because my job was to work alongside CEOs to help them on a path to value for their businesses, right? And what I learned a long time ago, (laughs) it was pivotal, is that CEO's main job is managing, navigating risk and opportunity, navigating mm-hmm. risk and opportunity. And the only way to do that is if the idea box, that is all the people around you who can give you information to help you navigate risk and opportunity. If that idea box is not open, wide open and people are free to trust you enough to give you the real real state of their jobs and their mindsets and their lives if you don't have that you're probably not going to have a strong company and and you said something i'm going to pull it out again who we work for is a choice you said that right after and i'm going to take choice for a second think about it for a second the great conversation going on in society is around choice right now whether it's abortion whether it's guns, whether it's vaccines, whether it's, I think I need a life. I don't just wanna work for a company that doesn't inspire me, doesn't mean something to my life. The the whole choice of engagement, right? That's pretty remarkable. I don't talk to many security leaders who pull out those two ah ahas, leading people to competitive advantage in the midst of a world navigating choice, as part of that opportunity. That's pretty incredible, Debbie.
1: It's real. It's the truth. It's what we're faced with, right? We have, you know, um, a number of tools. We, we, you know, Slack is Salesforce. And so we have these, um, we have this ability to communicate transparently um, with transparency and vulnerability. And we see conversations that are happening, um, in our open channels are, our, our open, um, you know, company-wide channels where people have big, big ideas and very different perspectives on every issue. And this honestly, Ron, for the first time in my career, and you, you know, that I've been in the private sector, um, corporate security world for many, many years, supporting organizations. I've never seen such transparency and had bird's eye view to sentiment the way I do today, which is incredible. That's very powerful to understand really how people are feeling without fear of retaliation. And that's a gift. That's a gift to be able to lead with with that advantage. Um, And so it really does help you to see the train coming down the tracks because there's momentum building. The voices are sharing. And sometimes on some topics, you may have a small majority that has a very large voice, but the view of sentiment is remarkable. And so, you know, it's information that guides how you should be leading and what you should be thinking about. And, you know, how pervasive is this? It's this, you know, resource that many organizations don't have, or they may have it, but they hush it. And I love that I am working in an environment where, um, I do see the resources that we have, the culture that we have, the values that we lean into as a competitive advantage. I'll I'll keep saying that because um, it's so real. It's so um, pressing.
0: Well, also, and I I think I brought this up at the conference uh, after listening to the interstate highway presentation, right? So suddenly with uh, tech savvy, leaders like you, leading functional groups, whether it's security, HR, sales, marketing, operations, we are aggregating data. So if we use highway as the metaphor, we're creating towns of data, right? And then we seek to connect those towns, those information warehouses, if you will, in new and provocative ways. And security is just now entering that age where You can get, and and this is key, not an offensive-minded, not just a defensive minded global security leader has the information to lead people, lead cultures, and lead safety all at the same time with these new platforms. It's pretty incredible. Now, you mentioned Slack, which of course is a collaboration tool, Salesforce already collecting. Uh, a, a vast amount of a data, data around relationships that factor into transactions of value in the marketplace. What other tools are you as a security group using right now to aggregate data that gives you a picture of the risk that you're navigating through?
1: Oh my gosh. So, you know, as an organization, we're all about data. <laughs> so, um, but I, I will just speak specifically for my, my organization and for my, my team. Um, we we use we're a customer of Ontic, and so from an intelligence standpoint, from the you know having a, a good tool to be able to quickly assess risk, to be able to give perspective, we have a number of tools. So we're an organization that believes in vetting information against each other, and so there's a number of tools. But um, the Ontic pl- platform for sure um, with the travel safety risk assessment, with the corporate investigations team, with the protection services team. So when we think about persons of interest, we think about bolos, we think about um, open source information. This is one of my uh, primary tools. We use travel safety um, vendors. We, we're, we're a customer of um, ISOS. We, you know, have um, deep relationships with, um, you know, RSOs around the world to understand on the ground happenings and and local sentiment. We may have a global view, but what is the local experience? So there's a number of tools that we rely on, um, um, particularly through the D- through DHS and um, you know government um, ac- accessible information. But OnTech is one of my favorite tools. Um, I I do think that um, when we're talking about our resources, I'm the first to raise my hand that that's a resource that I I wanna throw my body in front of to protect um, our investments and how we grow it because um, Intel is so important, Um, open source information. Is so valuable in looking at the big picture. So you can have lots of things coming in, and they can be aggregated to kind of have a complete view. But seeing the big picture, being able to zoom out, and then closing the aperture a bit, um, it, I'm reminded of that Ontic conference, and um, you know, uh, I, I think it was Manish who spoke of, you know, making sure that you can adjust the lens in which you are looking at information and that what you are of what you are evaluating to have the best perspective with what you have. And, um, and so those are, you know, those are some of our tools. We have a very sophisticated um, operations center that, you know, has a number of resources that come in and we're, we're constantly looking and reviewing and determining um, you know, where our dependencies are and what do we need to grow? And, and because innovation is a top priority, what do we need to evolve um, in our um, uh, toolkit? Um, so, you know, I think that our Intel tools are, we have a big uh, dependency on them because understanding risk, um, you know, in a number of areas is, you know, one of our primary functions. Um, so, yeah.
0: twenty something years ago when I first entered the security industry with a business mindset, I was kind of blown away that the conversation I would hear over and over is from CSOs is we don't have a seat at the table. I thought that was really interesting, especially since I knew CEO's main job is to navigate risk and opportunity, why they hadn't found a way to get to the table. And uh, you bring up a great point because in at the conference we were at and especially with your dna at salesforce being a company early on that understood the idea of aggregating information across different personas and then contextualizing the data for a individual persona that was very much in your dna and now where technology is going for risk resilience and security is giving you the same tools. You can now sit at the table and contextualize risk for not just the HR, not just the legal officer, not just the operations team or supply chain, but also give the whole picture to the CEO. That's pretty phenomenal.
1: I would say that um, our chief security officer, Keith White has a seat at the table and he brings his leadership team along. right? right. And that is um, an unbelievable advantage. Um, and also working within an organization where our executive leadership team, our CEOs, both, um, you know, Mark Benioff and, and Brett uh, Taylor, they are highly, highly sensitive to um, security, issues of security and keeping people safe. And, you know, it, that's a dream to work within an organization where at the top, it's a priority.
0: Yeah. I care um, about you. I care that, about you. That's, that's right. The I care that's about
1: right. you. And that you can see that through and through every aspect of business. We care about people. We care about the impact to people yeah. um, of whatever is happening, whether it's a war where we have um, countries that are, um, you know, hosting refugees and the impact on our people, their families that may have been impacted this, both in Russia and in Ukraine. When we think about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict that we've seen go hot and then plateau and then go hot again, we care deeply about those communities because we do business within them. That's right. And so, you know, caring about people, um, you know, today the conversation is, you know, choice. Um, women. Rights. How do we how do we um, support our women who may feel vulnerable right now, who may feel as though care is um, at risk, and so how do we do that in a way that's appropriate for business um, and supportive to our employees? I think the very fact.
0: The way you phrase that is everything. Uh, because we what even if we change the subject for a se- second, and we have a leader like you saying, I need to understand you deeply and where you're coming from before I jump to a conclusion. Right. And we don't do enough of that in this country. And it's great to have leaders like you who state that so well, whether whether it's a gun rights advocate or a, a vax, an anti-vax, a pro or anti-abortion. We've got to listen to these people and find ways to connect with them and help them live safer and more valuable lives. That's right. We just got to, this has been a great conversation with Debbie Maples. And, uh, and, and what I'm walking away from is this idea of, Uh, security leaders now at the table, in a sense, the tail wagging the dog with the information they have to be able to navigate risk and opportunity for their people and for their businesses. Thank you, Debbie Maples.
1: Thank you so much, Ron. It's been a pleasure.